You're listening to Kickin' the Panties, your weekly motivational podcast to help you get unstuck, recommitted, or newly engaged in a life worth living. I'm Becca, entrepreneur and mother of two. And I'm Carol, your dating and relationship coach. Are you ready for a swift kick in the panties? I've had a lot of creative projects in my life, but I have to say this has definitely been one of my favorite things to work on. Yes, this has been awesome. So fun. I had a great time. I'm proud of us. It's great. Me too. I'm really proud that we that we're finishing the season. I, I think like people are probably like, why are these bitches talking about this so much? But it's y'all to get something done. Yeah, it's amazing. That's what this is all about. Especially, it's like we live in two different cities. Like right. we recently reconnected, and even after we talked about doing it, it probably took us yeah. what like to a start year it. And a half yeah, to so do it definitely it. feels really good to yeah. actually be completing you know completing the circle but I think also my big fear around Mm -hmm. all of this was that we would be out here telling people that they needed to like do these things they wanted to do and then we weren't going to finish (laughs) we were gonna be big hypocrites so I'm just if nothing else I'm glad that we're not hypocrites and we're actually like out here doing what we said we wanted to do and actually you know I think it was it was really helpful to me honestly like if no one else got anything out of it I, I did. I got a lot out of it personally. And so that's that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. This is the last season. I mean, the last episode of season one. And I think this is a good time for us mm-hmm. just to do a little bit of reflection on what we ourselves learned. Are you game? I am. I am. All right. So I'm going to do three and you're going to do three and we're just going to back and forth like a ping mm-hmm. pong. So number one for me, little by little. So this was something that I definitely really, really believed before we started recording. And it kind of is the impetus for my thoughts about all of this stuff in the first place. You know, I've, I, I think I've described this to you before, and I'm not sure if I've ever said it on the pod, but I probably have. But, you know, I really think about the arc of change and how we go about making changes in our life. And I'm curious about like, you know, if you think of it like a big hill or a mountain and you're walking up the mountain and that's Mm -hmm. like when you're trying to make the change, you're deciding to change and it's so hard and you keep falling backwards and you can't do it. And you just, you know, a lot of people give up and never make it to the top. But then once you get to the top, it's so easy to slide down the other side. And I've always just been so curious about what that is. Why is it so hard to get to the top? And then once you're there, why is it so easy once you've made the decision? And it really is just about, you know, first making the decision and really, really firmly committing to what you've decided and and knowing that you're going to do it before you do it and believing in yourself. And then the second part is this little by Mm -hmm. little piece that that trek up the mountain. And it could be, you know, for some people, it's a small hill for some changes. It's a small hill for sometimes it's a, you know, it's Mount Everest, but you're never going to get to the top if you're not willing to take one foot in front of the other little by little and make the steps that you need to to get there. And so even just using the podcast as as an example, I feel like, you know, at first it, it was just an idea. It was rough to get it, it started. Rough. It was. We had, a, you know, we had a lot of, you know, back and forth. Sometimes there was a lot of energy behind it and we were both really in it. Sometimes we were, you know, you fell off, I fell off, like we lost touch for a, a couple months and yeah. we come back to it. Even when we first started recording, when we would record, I would not dread it, but I'd be like, I'd have all this nervous energy mm-hmm. and kind of like not feel comfortable with it. So I think that that those first steps are hard because you feel so uncomfortable doing something that you're not used to doing. Totally. Because I used to feel so like uncomfortable right before we would record. Once we started recording, I was, fi- I was fine. Right. But I'd be like, oh, man, I have to record today. And then it just got easier and easier and easier. And at this point, it's just like, all right, let's do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I feel the exact same way. And I think, you know, having the the audacity to 
put something out that is, you know, I don't want to say mediocre because I think we, we did a lot of trials and we really talked about what we wanted to say beforehand. So, but obviously like the first episode we ever do is not going to be as good as the 300th episode we do. And so just knowing that and being committed to each other and making the small tweaks and getting better every time we record has been really awesome and affirming that, you know, this is how you go about achieving what you want to achieve. You actually need to do it to become good at it. You can't just sit around yeah. talking about what you're going to do. You have to do what you'd like to do in the worst way and then in a the better way and then in the best way eventually. Right. Because if you wait around until you are like convinced that whatever you're trying to put out there is perfect, you're just never going to put it out there. Because it's never going to be just, perfect, y'all. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be and perfect. And I mean... Like you said, like to reiterate, because that's so huge that you have to actually do it to become better. Like you're not going to get better any other way <laughs> than to do it. Exactly. So one of the big things that I learned or that I took away from this was in our definition of success uh, podcast. I think that was the, f- the first. No, that was the second one. Third mm. one. Uh, it was in it the was beginning. In the, in the first three for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, Becca talked about congruency and... I never really thought about it in like those black and white terms like congruency is what is when what you say and what you do match. And that's, you know, it it was something that made her feel successful. And I think about that a lot in my life now. Like when I'm not when I'm when those two things don't match, I feel really shitty. And so I try to make those things match up in my life now. Like what I say I'm going to do, I'm actually going to do it and I won't have to make excuses and I won't have to like, you know, of course there's still some things that I still need to be doing in life. Sure. Like I still haven't watched my YouTube video, if anyone remembers from a few episodes back. And I still haven't cleaned that room. You haven't watched it, but 4,000 other people have. So at least (laughs) someone's watching it. I know I need to watch it. But... You know, that's one thing that, you know, nags me in the back of my mind. So I know that I need congruency in that. So mm-hmm. I think about like I constantly are, am thinking about congruency in my life and where my words and actions aren't matching. Because when your words and actions match, it does make you feel better. And it does give you like a boost of energy every sure. time it does. Every yeah, time you definitely. do something you say you're going to do. Yeah. And I, and it's really a three prong. It's like how you feel, what you say and what you do all together. So like mm-hmm. you can say that you're going to do something and your heart's not in it. And then you can do that thing that your heart's not in. But that's not going to bring you the ultimate congruency. Like you really right. need to have all three pieces. So, you know, you, you also are like like you feel like that's what you want to do too. beyond, you know, like, like your feelings bring your words to action. And that's when you really, really feel like yourself and you feel like, like the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to remember that third piece. All right. So then my second one is really um, just like you, it came from the definition of success episode and not just that episode, because we ended up talking about the, the ideas from that episode all, all through the season. But for me, like, I don't know if it was just the podcast or I think definitely helped, but there's just all these other things swirling around in my life at the same time. And I just, you know, every time I hear the intro to the show where I say that I'm an entrepreneur, like I really believed that was true when we started the first show and we made the intro, but through the course of doing the show, that's become less true. Um, Not that I'm not like savvy and business minded, but I've really allowed my career ambitions to take a backseat to some of the other stuff I have going on in my life that after talking 
all this time with you, I've just sort of come to the realization that these other things are more important to me right now. So really yeah. like when we started, I was just coming out of this two year period where I was really, really putting every effort I had into like being a businesswoman, a career woman, running my business, making it super successful, growing it and growing it, getting all these accolades, making more money and being really focused on that. Um, and then also trying to raise my kids and be present with them and adjust to that life change of having two children, which, you know, is anyone who has more than one child, anyone who has one child will tell you is a big life change. And so I was feeling constantly like I couldn't focus on my work and I wasn't doing it that well because I was always having to shift focus to my family, which I wanted to do. Um, so I couldn't enjoy working or, or my successes. And I also, every time I was with my kids, I had work like on my shoulders bothering me. And so I never felt like I could do either of those things well. And one thing I've realized is just that, you know, time is not a replenishable um, resource. So like my kids are little right now. They really need a healthy, mentally sane, calm, um, (laughs) you know, person around them. They need a mom who's going to really be able to support them. And the only way I can really support them and be here for them is if I kind of push these other opportunities down the road a little bit. Like I can kick that can because I know later when my kids are in school full time and I have more time to return back to work, like I'm still going to be the same person and I'll be just as ambitious. And it's just not that necessary for me to be doing it all at once. And I think allowing myself that space has actually oddly, even though I'm working a lot less and I'm making way less money, um, I just feel more successful as a human being because I, like you said, I have congruency. I feel like this is what I want to be doing. I've allowed myself to do it. I'm saying that I'm going to do it and now I am doing it. So just, just being more present and more alive with my family and, and being there for them has been really great. And it, and it makes me feel like a success. It's very true. Time is something you cannot get back people. True. Use it wisely. Yeah. And then the other thing, the last thing I'll say is just that over the last couple of months, I've started looking into um, master's programs for licensed professional counseling because I've been considering a career change. And I think all this talk about how you can change your mind to improve, how you can grow, you know, like I've really enjoyed this so much talking about it and thinking about other people's growth. And so I'm even considering a, a career change because of all this. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll, we'll update huge. you as, yeah, that's awesome. And I don't know if I would have gotten there without this. So I'm really excited. Big changes, people. Heck yeah. So my second thing was um, from the willpower versus discipline episode. So um, in our willpower episode, we kind of discovered that willpower is the energy you need to get something started. And then discipline is what you need to keep it going. And I guess I kind of just lumped the two together. or I never really thought too deeply about it. Like I knew willpower was something you needed to start something new. But I never thought about how... When you have discipline, it makes things easier and easier. Like we were talking before, this podcast at first was really, really difficult and it took willpower and it like it was like a struggle uh, for me. Like every time I would have to sit down and do it, it felt like something I had to do instead mm-hmm. of something like I get to do. And now it feels like something I get to do and I'm, you know, I'm super comfortable with it and I'm way more excited to do it just because I think we've done it so many times and I'm comfortable with it. And now it's like more of a discipline thing than a willpower thing. Like it doesn't take willpower to sit down and record anymore. It just, 
takes us like planning out of time. It just takes the discipline. Right. So I think about that a lot in other parts of my life. Like, for instance, my YouTube videos, it's taking a lot of willpower and I haven't even found the willpower yet. I love that but, you keep talking about it, though. That makes me feel like like you bringing it up and discussing it in the, la- the last point, this point, and I assume your next point will be about it, too. Yes. <laughs> I think that's good. I think that shows progress. Yeah. And I mean, I think that discovering that it takes more and more willpower, like willpower, it gets harder and harder to start something again, whereas discipline, it gets easier and easier. And I think that when I'm considering these YouTube videos, I need to think about like, all right, it's going to take a lot of willpower because you've already have started this once and then stopped. So it's going to take more willpower than it did the first time to start it again. But once you do it, It'll be even easier because, you know, you've done it and, you know, once you once I continue to do it, it'll just get easier and easier. So willpower and discipline is something else that's been on my mind and something that got brought up in this season. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I think about that a lot, too. I think about all all the things. But yeah, I definitely getting stuff done is is hard and just forcing yourself and having that fortitude is really important. Um, okay. So my third thing, so we, we touched on this in several episodes. I know we talked about it in the wake me up episode, in the multi multitasking episode, in the overwhelm episode, focus and in snooping, but I'm sure I touched on it in other parts. And I think that over the course of the season, I've really developed more of my ideas about the fucking phone. Um, I didn't realize I had, I didn't realize I had so many issues with my phone. And then every time phone, exactly. Every time we were started to talk about something, I'd be like, you know what the problem is with this? The fucking phone, the phone. (laughs) And it was like a light bulb going off every time, you know? And I really, I've been really, really thinking about this a lot. And I'm really, really, really trying to make a big change in my life around the phone. So a couple of things about the the fucking phone. (laughs) The phone is so distracting, and I think that we are all trying to avoid thinking about certain things. I think we're all pretty overwhelmed by modern existence and the Western world and our place in society, and our brains are like just all the time, you know, whipping around with thoughts. And I think that one thing I use my phone for is to sort of like tunnel in and stop all of my thoughts from happening by, you know, engaging with really, really mindless activities. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think we're all doing like, you know, you're doing this too, whether it's Candy Crush or Instagram or online shopping or whatever it is you're doing. Like, like sometimes I just go on my phone and I scroll like dresses on ASOS. Like I'm not even going to buy them, but just for like 30 minutes, I'm just looking at dresses. And I just, I think I just do that because I need some kind of um, release from this constant thinking, right? I fill up imaginary baskets that I'm never going to buy. Exactly. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> and that's crazy. I mean, it's just, and you may feel like that that's an outlet, but I am noticing in my own life and I'm noticing in the people around me that we are so disconnected from each other and our environment. And this isn't like, you know, groundbreaking stuff here, but if, if you put down your phone that 30 minutes that you filled your basket and instead went outside for a walk and noticed the, the branches in the breeze or the, you know, just the way the sun feels, or you right. stopped and spoke to a neighbor for 30 minutes and got to know them. Like that would be, I promise you so much more life affirming. And I think yeah. that a lot of our feelings about not being present here on earth is that we're 
putting our minds in into a space that doesn't like exist. So anyway, yeah. one thing I'm doing, I, I realized that I've been using my phone at nighttime in really negative ways. And I, I had to sit down the other day and think, is there anything good that happens on my phone after six o'clock? Because there's a few things that happen. I'm just going to go through it really quick. One is I'm tempted to look at work emails and then I do look at them and there's a problem that I can't solve because it's nighttime. And so I try to solve it by writing the person back or I get all worked up and I draft the email and I send it, but then they don't respond to me because they're off doing their thing. It's nighttime and they're not expecting a response till the morning. And so then I'm just checking my email every 30 minutes to see if they've gotten back to me or if I've solved the problem, which I have. And then I can't sleep. So that's number one. Number two, I start, like we said, shopping, um, building imaginary co- carts or worse, building carts of things that I just buy for no reason. And then <laughs> we're back into the situation where I have all this crap in my house and I'm trying to get rid of it. And I've spent all this money on things that I definitely don't need just because I don't have any willpower at the end of the night to not just press that purchase button. You know, it's just know. random. Pressing that buy button is so, especially when they have your card already oh, yeah. loaded up on there. Oh, they got Jesus you. Christ. They got you. So there's that. Yeah. Oh, so much more likely to buy shit I don't need at nighttime than I am during the day. Three, I go on social media and I start looking at other people's lives and getting upset about what I don't have, which I wasn't even upset about that before I started looking. So why, (laughs) why go there or four, whether, or I get involved in conversations with friends, which seems on the surface, like something good to do. But a lot, honestly, a lot of times I start talking with someone and then I get all wrapped up into what we're saying and I get ideas going. And then again, I'm sitting in bed at 1030 at night thinking about those ideas and not being able to wind down and go to bed. So I changed my settings on the phone to go to do not disturb at six o'clock. So I've been putting it up on the mantle. I haven't been looking at it. I've resigned myself to not look at it. And I've just been like really trying to enjoy my kids and I'm trying to, you know, connect with Emil. Like I don't want to just sit on the couch together looking at our phones. That's weird. I want to, you know, we, not to say we can't watch a TV show, or, you know, something, but I want to watch together. I want to snuggle up on the couch. I want to actually be with him because we don't have that much time together as a family. And like, be real, like none of us have time together as a family. If your kids go to school, you get an hour with them in the morning and it's stressful because you're trying to get everyone out the door and you get two Mm -hmm. or three hours with them at nighttime. Like that's nothing. And it's going to go away. So I want to really be there. I don't want to be like looking at my phone for even five, 10 minutes when I could be with them. So yeah, especially when they get older, they're not even going to want to spend time with you. So yeah, I, might as well enjoy it while they actually want to be know. around with you. Exactly. <laughs> I got to soak it up, you know, and I just, it's not fair to them for me to not be present um, right. in the, in the room with them when I'm, when that's what I'm supposed to be doing. It's true. The phone is just like, ugh, it's the devil. Mm-hmm. I use it to distract myself all the time. And it's just like, I just fall into these holes where I'm just like following like, drama with other people like beauty influencers on youtube that like put out a lipstick and it didn't go well and i'm like oh let me read all these comments right i'm just like reading comments and i'm like oh girl yeah and it's <laughs> reading but, comments for an hour I mean, and then I you just feel of- like you don't feel good after you do that no. like when you just read hateful comments even though it's like juicy like oh oh she did not just say that oh right oh my god but then after you do it, like you feel, you don't feel good. So you're right. It would, time would be better spent literally doing anything else. Yeah. <laughs> like pretty much literally anything else. Literally anything. Book, just sitting there, just sitting there with walk. your eyes closed, meditating. <laughs> exactly. I mean, 
Like I just really, this came to me the other day. And I honestly, I do think the podcast brought it to me because I've, I've said it so many times, you know, I just have noticed how much, and like, it's a great tool. I love to have it during the day. I love to have it for work. I need it for work to be honest, but at six o'clock, not like from six to eight, that's my prime time with my kids. Then after eight, nothing is happening on that fucking phone that I need to be aware of until the next morning. Like I don't really need it. And so I'm, I'm, everyone should join me in this effort. Yeah. Put down the phones. Put it down. All right. What's your last one? So my last one is like you were right when you predicted that it was also going to be about <laughs> me starting up my YouTube channel I knew again. It. Um, it's about the major blockage. Like I realized I have a major block to starting this because I just haven't done it. Like I haven't done anything. Just like I haven't cleaned my room. Mm-hmm. I haven't charged my camera. I haven't watched my video like I haven't done any of that so obviously there's like some super like there's a lot of fear wrapped around me starting this again and I need to really get to the bottom of it and I you know talking about the phones I use my phone to distract myself all day and it would be so easy to click on one of my YouTube videos and just watch it and I know if I watch it I'd be like oh my god I need to get back to it I used to really really love doing this I know and like I'm not I'm clearly not watching it on purpose cuz I'm on YouTube all the time right like just doing dumb shit listening to the donkey of the day from the breakfast club or watching some beauty channel on how to do makeup when I haven't mm-hmm. even worn makeup in like Four months or however long I've been pregnant. <laughs> I told you I watched the videos, right? I went back and watched a yeah. bunch of them. And they were really, really good. I know. <laughs> Even my really sister good. called and was like, Carol, like, what's going on? Your videos are so good. And I know. Even my Aunt Betty, who's like 70-something years old, used to love them because they were they're like kind of raunchy and she's like secretly raunchy, I guess. It's fun. It's so fun. I love I really loved it. And I love to see like I talk about reading comments like you have a lot of comments on there. And it's not it's all positive. It's all people saying this has helped me. You're so right. Like like, you know, seeing this has has made a difference. Like it's all this really positive stuff. And it's so it's so cool. And it's really like it's hard to make something high quality. And I just want to reiterate that I, I do feel like the videos are really well produced. Well, thank you. They're great. The content's really good. You look beautiful. You have like a really fun, like engaging character and spirit. And and actually like they seem professionally produced. Like they are edited super well and they're really funny. So you should get back to that. Get back to it, Carolyn. Get it together. Well, you know what? I, not to harp on this, but my husband asked me because he listen. He always listens, which is it's really great. It's so so sweet and supportive. But he's always like the first to listen and give feedback. Um, all positive. And he he uh, was saying he's like, well, she said like it's she's more like afraid of the success than the failure. And he's like, I just don't get that. Like that doesn't seem like it could be a thing. And I was like, well, you know what I think it is is that I think. When, you know, if that were to be successful, if this were to be successful, then you would be accountable to more people than just yourself. And I think that yeah. that's, that's your block is that your fear is that you have not like your fear is that you, you, Carolyn, like that you're not going to be able to live up to other people's expectations that this, you know, this like loser person that, that lives in your mind that isn't going to be able to show up, that they're going to reemerge and then you're going to let everybody down if you, if you don't, you know, so yeah, if you don't like move forward with it. They're going to find out that I'm really a hot mess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we already know that and we like it. 
It's fine. No, it's not yeah, fine. Pretty much the videos are about my, my hot messiness. Yeah, I know. And maybe like but, maybe that's part of it too, that as you become less of a hot mess, you feel like you have left less to give. But you really mm-hmm. don't, you know? And I think like like your growth and even just in the short time that we've been reconnected, I feel like you've done a lot of work and you've moved forward in so many ways. And I think sharing that with people and, and being vulnerable is just it's just awesome. And I, I really hope you do get back to it because it's important work. And I think it, it would make an impact for a lot of people. That's why I like this podcast, because it's like, I feel like, you know, we're giving this advice, but it's because at least definitely for me is that I know that I'm a work in progress. And it's right. not like I'm trying to give this advice from like a pedestal where I'm like, this is what I've done to become the most perfect, awesome person. It's more right. like, I fuck up a lot and this is how I fucked up. So maybe you could avoid it. This is the lesson that I've learned. (laughs) (laughs) But even so, it's like, but it's just, we are believing that there's more out there. Like every time we make a positive gain, we say, okay, cool. Well, I did that. And not to say that it's like a black hole that's never going to be satisfied, but that there is always more to do. There's, you know, there's always, always going to be being a better, healthier more empathetic, right. you know, participant in this world. And so, so it's a, true. I think it's worth working on and talking about and helping other people achieve that same thing. And I've, I've really enjoyed it too. And like earlier when you're like, well, it's not about me. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of all about us, honestly. Like, <laughs> like when we started, we were like, no, oh, if no one listens, at least we'll get something out of it, you know? Yeah, it's true. And I do like sometimes like, like listening back to older episodes and hearing what we're saying, like, I don't remember all the time exactly what we said. And I do yeah. find like, that it's useful to hear what I've said before. And so at the very least, you know, we have this as like a record of this time in our lives and what we believed. And we can uh, go back and mark our progress from day one to, you know, whenever we decide to to stop doing this, which I hope is not for a long time because I love doing yeah, this with you. Me too. Me too, Becca. Oh, girl, I'm going to cry. Okay. <laughs> so listen up, y'all. We are going on break. Obviously, Carolyn is about to have a baby in 10 days or less, so that's... Hopefully less. Exciting and so <laughs> horrified for your vagina. Sorry about sorry about I'm that. I'm horrified for it, too. I remember the recovery from last time and, like, Jesus Terrible. Christ. And, my, you know, my son was born at 37 weeks last time and he was only wow. 6 pounds, 5 ounces. Oh, yeah. He was such a little guy and now I'm, like, about to be 39 weeks. I'm like, this baby Ooh. better be small <laughs> oh my god I know you're you're poor like 6.5 pounds yeah 6.5 pounds like I was like I couldn't I didn't want to sit down there's like yeah. ice packs involved no one yep. wants to talk about the aftermath no one wants to talk about your butt like I, that was yeah. something no one ever told me and I was like oh like it's not like obviously your vagina hurts like you push yeah. a baby out of it that hurts but your butt's all like, messed up too yeah, everything is just out of whack. Everything is out of whack. I mean, it is, that sucks. But yeah, yeah I was lucky. I had a seven and a 7.3. So that wasn't bad. So hopefully you get a seven or less. Yeah, seven or less. Woo. Pray for me, people. Okay, I'll be working <laughs> on that. Um, all right. And then, so we're going to take a little break. We're going to let the baby come. We're going to go see each other in person, I think, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll get to record in the same room for once. And then uh, we will be back though. October 7th, we've set the date. For the new season to come out. Like I said last week, it's all about love and relationships and, you know, your your partnerships and your sexual relationships. And we're super excited to be tackling those issues. We stuff. both have a lot to say about it and a lot of opinions. And it's just fun. It's fun to talk about people and what they do. Um, mm-hmm. 
In the meantime, of course, you can still reach out to us. You can DM us on Kicking the Panties at Kicking the Panties on Insta. You could go to our website, kickingthepanties.com, and click the Write to Us button. And we will be kind of looking for all those Q and A's to come through over the summer, um, so that we can have have ones for next season obviously because we want to keep talking to you guys and answering your questions and we're hoping that the advice is helping and that it's meaningful to everybody so yes all right girl well for the last time in season one it's been a journey (laughs) this is carolyn and becca and this time i'm going to not ask you but i'm going to tell you thank you guys for listening we love you oh we love you see you next time Kicking the panties.